Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello everybody and welcome to Fertile Love Pomegranate Podcast. Just as the neighbor's dog goes absolutely berserk as the as the music finishes. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not, but it was really loud where I am. Anyway, I've got I'm back to talk about um somebody we've been linked to, you've linked pretty heavily with today. Um Nico Williams from Atletico Bilbao, somebody I'd hope if he does sign for Aston Villa goes goes as berserk as my neighbor's dog uh, when he's running down the wing because uh, he's a winger, he's an attacking player, he's a speedy player. He's somebody that um, uh, that I think will fit into English football. And um, we're going to take a little look at him a, a small bit in a moment uh, as well. So for those of you who don't know him, he is a um, pretty much one of the <clears throat> one of the young starlets of Spanish football at the moment. Um, we we spoke about him myself and Paddy a small bit last night. Uh, he's been called up to the Spanish team. You know, basically they they actually snapped him up as soon as they could because there was fears that he would have gone to the World Cup next year or year just gone and played with Ghana with his brother Aniaki Williams. Um, but he's gone. He's gone on to play with Spain. And he got some time in the World Cup. He's only twenty, just gone twenty one years of age. Um, as I say, a, a kind of a. a, a a winger attacking player, I suppose, with oodles of pace, absolutely oodles of pace. And um, we're going to take a little look at it at the moment. But before we do, what I want to do is I want to talk a little about, about a bit about once again about statistics, um, and about how I suppose the statistical sheets that I do up for these, I've just basically I've picked the core aspects I think are of attacking players in general. Or of defensive players, defensive midfielders in general, or of fullbacks, or of centre halves, or of strikers, or whatever the case may be, I've picked what I think are probably the most universally kind of thought of um, statistics. Which, are, when you look at these players, 
Now, um, I always do say that you have to watch the player. You have to like, like I will, I will jump on here and I will give an almost an uninformed opinion of a player from time to time. I will go, listen, I haven't watched an awful lot of him. I'm just looking at the statistics. I try not to do that an awful lot because for two reasons, you can look at statistics and statistics can make a fella look look really bad like last night i was speaking about um about brennan johnson and i was talking about statistically he was statistically one of the worst players uh, in an attacking sense in the premier league last season for his output but we know what we see on the field is different and that was kind of i was saying i'm not sure whether he's what i'd be willing to pay the money for him um based on his statistical output and also you know what he's done on the field yes he scored eight goals uh brennan johnson this isn't a brennan johnson podcast but um you know you can see that there's bits and pieces of his game that will get better over time i'm just not sure i want to go there for that money and the reason i bring that up here is that when we look at this guy from a statistical point of view we're not going to see what where he really excels in a lot of areas we're not going to see those areas just from my statistical sheets that we have so i'm going to talk about some statistics that he has that aren't shown on the sheet and um, I'm also going to show you him in comparison to Harvey Barnes as well, because I know a lot of people are saying, you know, Harvey Barnes linked with Aston Villa. Um, I think ourselves in West Ham or in the bookies markets are the favourites to sign uh, Harvey Barnes. I'm not quite sure Aston Villa will sign Harvey Barnes, but a lot of people seem to like him. He's got Premier League experience and we look and see what the difference, I suppose, statistically from the statistics that I pick out, I, that I usually go with the standardised statistics that I try to standardise when I look at people against each other. We'll look at that as well in a moment. But um, first of all, just a little bit on, on Nico Williams. And uh, we'll talk about him a small bit first. As I say, Atletico uh, Bilbao is who he plays with at the moment. A fantastic club. A real throwback of a club, for those of you that don't know. Um, they only... They have a unique policy of only using Basque players. We've spoken about this in the podcast previously. Um, the talent in that region of Spain is just phenomenal to be able to... to support three clubs, two of which I can remember, and the third club, I just cannot remember what it is, but obviously Real Sociedad and uh, Athletic, Athletic um, Bilbao uh, are the two main clubs that you would have there. Um, that they, they have a real hotbed of players, a real, um, I suppose, almost like a nationalistic kind of view of playing for those teams. And uh, it's able to support two top-class teams, um, within La Liga, uh, Iñaki Williams plays there. He plays plays. He's he's of Basque origin, and um, you know, obviously, he's been broken onto he's broken onto the team uh, quickly. Uh, or so I should say, at a young age, he was born in Pamplona to Ghanaian parents who were seeking asylum from um, civil war in Ghana. And um, over the last two years, he's really forced his way into Ernesto Valverde's squad. Uh, he had two goals and two assists in in. Um, in, in the opening uh, six games of the last season, he finished up on, I'm going to say he finished up on eight goals for, or eight goals, four assists. We'll take a look at it in a moment. I have it on my sheet there, but um, he was able to kind of mix goals and assists as the year went on as well. He was captured at uh, all the, un the Spanish underage groupings and obviously got his senior call up as well. Um, but I think the biggest thing you're going to see when when you look at this guy and do look at him, I would advise you to look at him. And I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm not snobbish when I when I start telling people to look at players. Look up that YouTube clip. You know you're going to get a feel for the player. Like no matter how much videotape you look of look at of a player, you're not going to get a hundred percent feel of him. You're not going to be able to see his positioning around the field unless you've got views from behind the goals and all that kind of stuff. So 
you look at it, you'll be able to see how good he is in his left foot, how good he is in his right foot, how he's able to drink and, and whatever. Yeah, you're not going to see the time that he falls over and falls flat in his face or he goes arse overhead, you know, but you're going to see what he does well. And at the end of the day, realistically, team managers are going to see the stuff that people do well as well, even if they're looking at the stuff that they don't do well and they're going to go, right, how do I get him to do that more often than not? as opposed to worrying about how to get him to stop, specifically in an attacking aspect, I think, in a, winger's, a winger aspect, how do I get him to stop doing what he's doing at the moment? Because if the player is good, the player is good. And you want him to consistently be good. And you're looking at him to see, can I get him in my system to be good more often than not? And that's really what what uh, what, what I would say. Just go, go have a look at him and you'll see pace power great carrying ability and um, he's two-footed one of the biggest things i think that, sli- that, that that strikes me with him is he's very scrawny you know he's he's slim he's about 511 510 511 but i'd say he's probably about 10 stone soaking wet you know um it, which you know for somebody who's touching six foot is uh you know he looks he looks slight in build but then he's only a young man as well so he's got time to put on put on a bit of timber as well if he needs to you know to sturdy himself up and i don't i don't subscribe as well to to the the thought process of okay if he was to put on half a stone it's going to slow him down just look at the nfl those guys are absolutely monsters and they can run faster than majority of players within the premier league you know running backs wide receivers or whatever uh, in the nfl so there is ways of putting on muscle and there is ways of putting on mass and being able to being able to stay quick yes i know there's jinking and there's running running in angles and there's consistent running as opposed to just one flat out sprint i know the differences between the two games and all that but obviously for somebody like nico williams he's the frame is what i'm trying to get at to put on a small bit more weight as well because when you look at him as when you look at him at the moment i still think he can put on weight there's no problem there i i I don't don't harbor any any concerns over that because the acceleration he's not to 60 from a standing start is absolutely frightening and i think that a lot of the time Leon Bailey, when we see Leon Bailey playing for Aston Villa at the moment, we see he's not to six. I thought he's not to 60 was going to be brilliant, you know, because I, I hadn't, I, I watched a bit of him. I hadn't watched an awful lot. And once again, when he started to play for Aston Villa, you could see that he didn't have that fleet of foot that really scared defenders until he reached his top speed. Nico Williams is scary from the jump. You know, he's he's he gets up to top speed really, really quickly. And there's a distinction, I think, that should be made between a fast winger and a quick winger. And um, being quick and being fast is the ultimate thing that you want. And I think Nico Williams is, is quick and fast. And what I mean by that is you can be fast by building up to a speed or you can be quick to get to your top speed and still be fast as well. I hope that made sense because it sounded good coming out of my or, or sounded good in my mind when I was thinking about it earlier on. But one of the biggest things that you're going to see from Nico Williams when you look at him is uh, fullbacks are scared. Like his carrying ability, his ability to drive at fullbacks. He doesn't take backward steps. He doesn't try and bait people into him. He's going to go through you or he's going to go around you with the ball. And he's a throwback to the old style wingers uh, within the Premier League. Not your typical Spanish winger from that point of view. Um, but he's also not an Adama Traore as well. I think that is that is quite important to point out. I haven't seen any comments yet. I I was I'm I'm probably preempting a comment about Adama Traore um, to do with putting on weight and keeping your pay, your pace and also what I'm describing with him here. 
So if you have, um, you uh, you win bingo uh, already. But I think one of the biggest things here is his ability to be able to play in like a 4-3-3, his ability to be able to, to start off internally or, or on the interior and be able to move out towards the flank or able to start on the flank and be able to move inwards as well. Ideally, what he likes to do is he does like to hug the touchline he does like to stay wide and diagonally cut in and drive at the box. And I talk about that an awful lot when I'm talking about wingers. It's something that annoys me about Matty Cash as a fullback. When Matty Cash used to get into those positions under Steven Gerrard, he would never drive at the box and try and win a penalty. There's no fear that this guy isn't going to drive at the box. When he's going to be the width provider, his, his runs are diagonal and they're tricky and they're pacey and they're powerful. And he wins. Um, he wins. Uh, he keeps defenders... Uh, honest from with, with regards to that to that pace and um and his trickery in there as well and he's young and he still is going to have to learn lots and he's not the finished article and he does sometimes make a mess of it but you can see the fundamentals are there for him um for somebody who's only 21 years of age as opposed to somebody like Leon Bailey who's mid 20s at this stage I'm not quite sure that that leopard can change th- those spots whereas uh, Nico Williams is still learning his his trade um so there is a, a a vast difference between the two and plus Nico Williams is better at dribbling with the ball anyway than um <clears throat> than than Leon Bailey is currently um uh, yeah, as I said, one-on-ones are his best quality. Absolutely. He's kind of, he can play with both feet. He's played on the left-hand side. He's played on the right-hand side. He does favor the right-hand side, or he has favored the right-hand side under Valverde uh, with, with Bilbao. Um, but of the, um, so up until Christmas, I'm just reading a statistic I have here. Up until Christmas, out of the 76 wide players and attackers to play over 300 La Liga minutes um, with uh, prior to Christmas, Williams was top ranked for successful attacking actions, which means obviously driving the ball forward in the final third, whether it be crosses, whether it be true balls, whether it be passes within the final third, uh, whether it be chance creation. So he ranked at the absolute top of that. Now, when you look at my statistics here, it shows that my statistical sheets sometimes do leave out a bit of context because otherwise I'd need a sheet the size of an A1 sheet to be able to to put all the statistics in there uh, to be able to show it. So you have to pare it down some way. But um, that's why I wanted to mention some of these little bits and pieces um, that, that, that do show up on, on uh, the stat sheet for him and they show up on, on, on the field for him as well. Like his progressive carries put him in the top 5% of all wingers within Europe. His successful take-ons put him in the top 8% of all wingers in Europe. Um, touches in the penalty area put him in the top 22% of all players within Europe. Progressive passes, the amount of passes he makes to go forward put him in the top 10% of all of all players, uh, of all wingers in Europe. So he's he's a very good progressive attacking player. You know, you're not. He doesn't take a step backwards. Um, and and, and he's able to, he's able to defend. You know, he he is able to defend. Yeah, he's not going to run back like an Ashley Young and, and and make a last ditch tackle or anything like that. But he will tackle um dribblers. He will stop fullbacks going forward. Um, he ranks in the top fifteen percent of of uh, wingers. Um, with the percentage of dribblers tackled statistics, so um, he wins forty six point three percent of all his uh, of all of all his tackles against people who are dribbling the ball, which puts him in the top fifteen percent of all wingers. So his defensive ability is there for sure. Uh, blocking uh, blocks as well one point three six per ninety minutes puts him in the top twenty percent of uh, of wingers within Europe. 
passes blocked as well. He's got a, he's very good in the high press, and you kind of have to be when you're playing for Luis Enrique, who he was uh, playing with in Spain, and a Valverde system. You just have to be good in the high press there um, uh, as well. So it's 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 important, I think, to to highlight those along with the um, you know his progressive carrying distance. When I talk about his his uh, his dribbling ability. Um, he's progressing, pa- carrying progressive carrying distance puts him in the top ten percent of all uh, players in Europe, and uh, carries into the penalty area puts him in the top twelve percent of all uh, wingers in Europe. So there is there's a bit more of a story that will be told further than the statistic sheet that I'm just about to show you guys now. So let's take a little look at this uh, at the stat sheet here. So I mentioned that you know. My stat sheet is fallible. It's not infallible. It does have issues. I'm fully aware of it. I'm trying to have, I'm trying to develop. If there's any whizzes out there, if there's anybody who's any good at coding, give me a shout because I have an idea about how to make this interactive, but I've no idea how to put it into place. But anyway, that's for a talk for another day. But when we look at his statistics here, as I say, I wanted to keep it standardized. I don't want to start changing the statistics to suit my narrative. That's why I've picked picked specific statistics and wanted to show players um, under those statistics, specifically when you're trying to show them up against Bundia, Coutinho and, uh, and Leon Bailey as well. Um, so when we, what we'll do is we're going to draw your attention away from the, the bar charts or the graphs, the, sorry, the, um, the line charts on the left-hand side, and I'm going to bring you towards the, um, the, uh, the, the target chart or the radial graph that you can see here. The green, green line is uh, Nico Williams. I just realized I forgot to change his date of birth and stuff like that there as well. So uh, disregard his date of birth and his height. Uh, they are completely incorrect. But um, looking at the statistics that we have here, you can see he's very rounded um, uh, from the point of view of. And I think I have this is live. This is live broadcast at its absolute worst because. I'm just thinking that I have... Oh, no, they are correct. Yeah, so um, he's shot-creating actions and so on. He's tackles, um, he's pass percentage uh, rating, he's successful dribbles. You can see he's pretty rounded when you look at it in, that, in regards to this aspect. Nothing really stands out based on the statistics that I've shown up there. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's, um, he's shot on target rate there of... Um, Shot on target rate there of thirty two point eight eight percent. While it might might seem low, and it is in the top in the bottom, um, the bottom thirty one percent of of all wingers within Europe. It still grades out favorably with regards to the players that we have there already: the Coutinho's, the Buendias, and the Baileys that we have there. So he brings a small little bit of everything, uh, to to the table at such a young age. Um, now as I say, I'm these statistics don't tell the full story because as I mentioned, it leaves out an awful lot of context with regards to his progressive carrying ability, his, uh, his crossing ability. I don't have in here. He's one of the best crossers or one of the more um, active crossers within Europe as well. And thinking the top 12% of all wingers um, at crosses and successful crossers in Europe as well. So there's a lot that's been left out of this stat sheet. And as I say, I could have changed it all up to suit my narrative, to tell you how to, for this to show him as being this whiz, this unbelievably can't miss talent, but it's not fair to do that. Um, and while I still think that he can be an absolutely wicked player and that we should, if we go and spend 40 million on him, that I don't have any qualms in him because there are way better people than than a guy in Ireland raving in his in his shed about a player in uh, in Spain that watched him way more than I have. They've dealt with him way more than know that this guy or the feel that this guy can reach the can reach the top of uh, of his game as a winger. Um, 
I didn't want to start manipulating any of the statistics from that point of view. I wanted to keep it standardized so that we can grade players against each other. And with that in mind, I flick forward there a moment ago uh, to show you. I wanted to grade him beside uh, Harvey Barnes because Harvey Barnes is somebody that we've been linked to previously as well. Somebody that, you know, I'm, I suppose when we think of Harvey Barnes, we think of somebody who's pacey. He beat us with his pace uh, this season. He scored a couple of goals against us. And someone that the Villa, fan, that, that Villa fans would not be too dis, displeased to see come in. Um, you know, he could definitely come in here and he could work that left-hand channel uh, for us. When we look at him here, this is how uh, Nico Williams stacks up against Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes is the white line. Nico Williams is the green line there. And what we can see is Harvey Barnes um, had a license more to shoot, I think, for, for, for Leicester last season. If you haven't seen my, my bit on, on Harvey Barnes, you can go and watch it. He's more of a maverick with the ball, less... Um, less careful with the ball. Both neither of the two of them are particularly careful with the ball, but that goes that goes with the territory of being a winger. Um, Harvey Barnes obviously shot more. He scored thirteen goals. He had one assist. Uh, Nico Williams had scored six goals. Had four assists. Barnes played sixty more minutes than him. Uh, sixty odd more minutes than him over the course of the last season. But what we can see here is that Williams is more of a creator, not just based on the on the assists that we can see here. But when you look at his shot creating actions, there it comes in far above um, Harvey Barnes. And yes, Harvey Barnes's goal creating actions are higher, but that's because Harvey Barnes scored more goals. It's going to be higher because he took more chances himself, and that's not a bad thing. Don't that's not a negative, but that's the reason why there's a, a disparity there. And when we look at successful dribbles, Williams is a better dribbler. He's got a better pass percentage or a similar pass percentage, should I say, to Harvey Barnes. He's attempted more passes than Harvey Barnes. So based on the types of players that the two of them are, you know, because of Harvey Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oh, I think I dropped out there. I was saying Harvey Barnes, uh, because of his goal scored last season, because of his, uh, because of, of of the season that he had, um, his shots and targeting, his goal creating actions could be seen as maybe anomalous, uh, based on what he might have, what his output might be when he's put into a different team. Um, but it's just interesting to see here the differences between the two players, but also the semi-similarities that the two of them might have. Because when you look at the left-hand side here in the statistics, and you see 15%, 22%, the 22nd percentile, 22nd percentile, and you see those, those low bars on the left-hand side, you might think to yourself, geez, this guy isn't worth 50 million at all. But players do things well, and wingers need to be able to attack well 
And I didn't want to go start ripping up the hymn sheet here to be able to tell a different narrative. And I thought the easiest way to do this would be probably what I need to learn is I need to have one specifically for wingers. But I wanted to show him up against Harvey Barnes here and Harvey Barnes statistics as well, just so that you could see them plotted on this graph. And I think that's probably the fairest way to do it uh, as well. And sorry, I think I may have dropped out there. That's the beauty of live um, of live broadcasting. Um, so broadcasting. Uh, what, what am I like? As live streaming, should I say? Um, specifically when there's thunderstorms over your head here and you've potato-powered internet in Ireland. So let's get to some of your uh, some of your um, your your comments there. So uh, Rachel says that she'd love this, but she feels it's uh, feels so unfeasible. I think the money that's wanted for a lot of these players, um, I I I think it's big, but. I was listening to Darmy Shet this morning on um on or after, this afternoon on Sky Sports News, and there's a lot of bids going in recently. You know, you saw like the Mason Mount bid was rejected. You know, it's day one of the transfer window. I think no matter. I think if you were to go and bid a like the the Duke Bellingham deal that was done today, that's been done for for weeks, if not months, at this stage. But I think if you go and go with a fresh bid and you bid for bid. 40 million for Williams. If that doesn't meet his release clause, they're going to reject it and they're going to hang you on then for the rest of the summer because there's, it's not in their interest to accept it that early in the summer. So from a feasibility point of view, um, I'd like to see if this is done, what it costs, number one, I suppose, because there is risk, obviously, with spending money on somebody who's only 21 who has two and a bit real years under his belt as uh, as a as a senior footballer um but albeit has has all the talent in the world um danny asked did i do a bit on nico in the winter i did a small bit i kind of marked i i packaged him up with luis enrique as well um because the two of them were linked in the same day uh, the winger from betty's somebody that we're still linked to as well and and, and to be honest with you somebody who's really interesting a really interesting player um and if we're linked to him again i'll do a more in-depth piece on him but i i didn't really go in depth on nico williams but i did do a, a small bit on him um in, in the winter as well um uh, where else are we regards to yeah Duncan Kilburn says he's a 50 million euro release clause i've seen that i've seen marker report that today i've seen some uh Bilbao, um uh, fan channels report that as well today in my broken Spanish, uh, but absolutely. Um, mm, 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 uh, I won't, there's there's one there about Rodrigo from Leeds. I, I, I'm going to duck out on that one, although I would like to discuss it at some stage. So bring that up with me at another time when I'm, fo when I'm not focusing on a specific player and because I would like to discuss it. Um, where else are we? Uh, oh. Sorry there, guys. This I should really be looking at comments as I'm going through, otherwise, and, and then it would stop the um the the dead air on 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 some of these podcasts as well. Um, somebody is asking about Chukwesi uh, and being on the list for us as well. I think Chukwesi is a is an interesting comparison to Nico Williams. Um, like while I don't think it is a disqualifier, the Chukwesi. Sorry, usually when you look at a player and he's worked with a team manager before, you think mm, there might be something in that. But if you talk to any Villarreal fans, they say that Una Emery completely misused Chukwesi, um for the bones of, of a season and a half, or bones of a season anyway. And I don't know, is, there, is that a disqualifier or 
do the two of them are I, I don't know. I, I'd be interested to look more into it, as I say. I'm not saying that Unai's falling out with him. It's just, you know, is, is Unai willing to, to, to you know, look at how he's playing now? And I'm sure he is and implement him that way because the Chukwesi of when Unai was there and the Chukwesi of now seem to be two uh, different players from the point of view of output and production. That's what I'm trying to get out there as well. Um, but yeah, interesting one. Interesting one for sure. And I know I said that... Uh, um, that uh, I wouldn't talk about other players, and 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 I'm not going to uh, uh anymore. But um, yeah. So uh, so Nico Williams, as I say, it's an interesting one. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen today or tomorrow. I think if it happens, it'll be later in the later in the window. Um, I think this one will. I'd be surprised if this one didn't go dormant for a couple of weeks or months. I wasn't re resurrected. It's just one of those ones that looks like it could trundle on through the whole lot of the window and potentially not even happen. Look, he's, he's uh, you know, you re round through the internet as well. It seems that one person says he's going to sign a new new extension at Bilbao. Another person says he's going to come to Aston Villa. That he's been wooed by 7 million per year. You just don't know what to believe at the moment. There's a lot of nonsense and there's, um, there's rumors that there are rumors out there, essentially. But we're going to talk about those rumors and we're going to discuss them because in the off chance that they happen, it would be nice to um, have a jump start and to, to know a small bit about them before we go absolutely in-depth on them. And that's Nico Williams for tonight um myself and paddy are going to come back tomorrow and we're going to take a little look we won't do it live as the as the fixture list is is, is announced we're going to take a little look at the fixture list tomorrow Um, i always like doing it it's completely and utterly pointless because the fixtures will be strewn to the wind when sky sports get their hands on them um over the course of the year but it's interesting now everybody looks at their birthday oh what matches on around my birthday what matches around uh, is around the christmas um the, the the Christmas schedule, um, all that kind of stuff. When's our first home game? Oh, when is the away day at Luton? You know, people are going to be looking at stuff like that. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting. My seven Paddy will take a little look at that tomorrow. So I hope you join us for that. Be roughly be in the morning sometime. It'll be about 10, half 10, uh, something around that. But um, yeah, as I say, it's a, a, we'll, we'll take a look at that. And um, as I say, I have, uh, we will have new more news might even have news before you go to bed tonight about extra tickets for uh, for the live show. So I know there are a lot of people out there that have reached out and said, damn, we didn't get tickets for, for the live show. Um, I'm expecting something any minute um, to arrive. Actually, I'm going to check my phone and see if I have it. I can do it live on, uh, on the actual podcast. Well, what we're going to do is we will give a couple of days notice for people as well. So like, um, there are a lot of people who want to get them. Obviously, some people might not watch this till tomorrow, and I do know it's a first come first serve basis. But want everybody to get a chance to be able to know that the tickets are going to will be going back on sale at X date. Um, but no, I don't have anything just yet. Oh, actually, breaking news! Breaking news: there will be a, a small amount of tickets, um, somewhere in the in the vicinity of between between ten and fifteen tickets. Um, will be made available. Extra tickets will be made available for a live podcast on the 9th of September. So um, we will put those live uh, and we'll put them live maybe Friday, Friday afternoon is when they will go live on the site. Um, so we'll call it, I'm going to call the time now, we'll say Friday 6pm is when they're going to go live on, uh, on Eventbrite. I will pop the link for Eventbrite in here. Um, they will not be on sale today, on Wednesday. They will not be on sale on Thursday the 15th of June. Friday the 16th of June at 6 p.m. is when we're going to put them on uh, up for sale. And then if anybody didn't get them the first time, 
you'll be able to pop in there and uh, as I say, you, you'll be able to hopefully get a ticket if you missed out uh, the first time when they're on. So uh, it says limited number of tickets here. It says between 10 and 15. Um, I'll specify how many tickets are on sale on any of the Twitter posts that I put up. And I'll pop how many tickets will be on sale specifically in the in the the, the, the um, podcast notes here as well. So a bit of good news to finish up the podcast if you didn't get your live uh, tickets for the live podcast on the 9th of September in the Laughter Lounge in Dublin. Um, and I'm really, really looking forward uh, to that. Uh, it can't come quick enough. So that's Nico Williams, and that's a bit of good news, a bit of breaking news there on the podcast. Um, I'm going to leave you all of you t- with that. As I say, myself and Paddy will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, everyone, stay safe, stay healthy, and all that's left to say is up the villa.
Sports Social Podcast Network.